0: What if I told you that you were about to listen to another wrestling podcast? Are you ready? is The not another wrestling podcast. Join us as we take you through the ins and outs and everything you need to know in the world of professional wrestling. From NXT to Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling, All Elite Wrestling, all the way to the main events of the WWE. Our thoughts, our perspective, and our predictions on the biggest topics and breaking news in the world of wrestling. If it's happening, we're talking about it. This is the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Here are your hosts, Sean McChesney and CJ Palmisano. Alright, let's get to it, episode number 38 of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. CJ Palmasano here, and no, I'm not by myself this week. I uh, have a guest with me, a good buddy of mine, Senor John Cummings. John, how you doing?
1: Doing good, doing good. How about you?
0: Good, man, good. Uh, John, I know, is a he's an avid listener, at least when we have shit that's out. Uh, uh, yes, yes. Me and John met about year year and a half ago at a at a bar for a mutual friend's birthday and we just hit it off with wrestling and hung out the whole night
1: because i because ironically we were both wearing bullet
0: club shirts yeah we were i i think i was wearing um you had the uh, the villain yeah i, was I had... the uh, the normal uh, bullet club yes right so we connected e- instantly to start talking about wrestling uh anyway yeah so there is obviously a lot to get into uh so obviously yes yeah, sean uh could make it again this week um, gave John the old blessing and he knows he listens um, and he's again he's very busy so we all love you Sean we hope you come back here soon the, the few number of people who actually listen to this miss you uh, but anyway we got a lot to jump into John because obviously the the big elephant in the room is that CM Punk's back
1: the best in the world has returned
0: Punk. I mean, you could whether you want to say he's oh, he's an employee of Fox, not WWE. I mean, the fact that he came to this. the fact that
1: C, the fact that CM Punk is back on a WWE-sponsored event,
0: exactly, or television
1: television show, television programming. In, in, yeah, television program is just incredible for because for considering he's been saying for years he will never come back. Yeah, he does not like he does not like Vince. He doesn't like Triple H. He's been saying he will never come back.
0: Yeah, and for whatever reason, within the past few years, maybe he's done a lot of maturing about growing up, and and now he is um, he's obviously more open to making a return to wrestling, whatever that may be. I mean, he was open to you know working with AEW, and I guess things obviously didn't work out, and um, he felt he was disrespected because I think one of the guys texted him an offer, and the reports have come out that he actually met with Tony Khan and he turned down a big money offer, but, but I guess. Fox has the big, has the deeper pockets, for as yeah, for, yeah. for as much money as the Khan family has. I mean, they're not going to beat a corporation like Fox.
1: Yeah, I mean, the only so far the only thing everybody knows the cons for is the Jacksonville Jaguars and their football teams. Yeah, and their soccer teams, and now now there's now they pretty much own a legitimate brand new wrestling company.
0: Yeah, and um, it, it would have been great to see Punk over there, but I think the roster is going to be fine. But we'll get to AEW a little bit later. So, if you haven't seen the clip, it's it's Renee Young in the middle with Booker T, Adam Cole, Samoa Joe, and Paige. And just before the program ends, she has, says she has a surprise, snaps her fingers, you hear the <laughs> cult of personality starts playing, and Paige... I, it kind of took me out of the moment a little bit when Page going, is this a rib? Is this, is a, this
1: rib? a rib? <laughs> i
0: like just... But apparently the report is that Renee, it, <clears throat> Renee is the only one who knew, and... Uh, Page's reaction was genuine but it didn't sound or come off as genuine but
1: yeah but if you also look in the background Adam Adam Cole was shocked too Adam Cole was like whoa is this real and
0: Adam, he, did the, he did the Kyle O'Reilly air guitar yeah he did the second he knew it was like oh my god this is real he just started enjoying it and you could tell Samoa Joe was surprised too and, and the history those guys have oh the Summer of Punk Mm-hmm. from Ring of Honor the Ooh. the OG Summer of Punk so the original yeah so, so he, so Punk comes in and he's just like the second they have, they think they have all the answers. I change the culture. We'll see you next week. So Punk is apparently he's a, apparently only a part-time broadcaster. He's not going to be here full uh, on the uh, backstage full time. But again, this is a huge step in the yeah. last. In last how many years? I think Punk left in 2014. 2014, right after the Rumble. Yes, right after the Rumble. And it makes you want... He obviously went through a lot. You know, he... Oh, yeah. He had... I
1: mean, he had the great storyline, the longest reigning WWE champion of the modern era before Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. And then unhappy with the situation, the storyline he was in after he lost the title, Every all these old-timers coming in, getting the championship, they're getting championship titles, but yet he's been there day in, day out, having to breaking break in bones breaking bones injuries and stuff and staff, he's not getting his main main eventer.
0: staff infections putting over the, the part time guys uh, yeah. always kind of playing second fiddle to Cena and even though he had no problem with John Cena he was the champion and, and John Cena was main eventing a lot of these pay-per-views which made no sense Yeah, I mean I don't care who the face of the company is if you are you put your champion in the main event and Punk was just as I, I believe at the time was just as big, as, big of a draw as Cena
1: Oh, definitely, definitely. You look look at the guys now that are the top names, like Adam Cole and NXT, Finn Balor coming back, and all those big-name guys. Punk at the time was these guys. He had the in-ring ability. He had the mic skills. They put the belt around him, and then they were like, okay, you got what you wanted.
0: Not exactly everything. But, But over time, all trial and tribulations aside, Punk has eventually come back to a WWE television programming um, yes apparently they do want this programming to be more realistic because uh, it is on, is, is on FS1 and I mean it's realistic if you make pro wrestling remember this is WWE but it is a Fox-produced yeah. show so Punk can kind of get away with things that he says like I think he, he very much has said like if there's something that I think is sucks I'm going to say how much it sucks uh, and we, oh, definitely. And we've seen that because Paige has kind of oh. just called out Seth Rollins and says, like, I don't get the whole burn it down oh. thing. I think you're trying too hard, which I like that. They're addressing the whole thing with Seth Rollins. Um, but, again, we'll get to Seth Rollins in a bit. The, one, the big question in everybody's mind is, is Punk going to come back to the ring?
1: I feel like given the right situation, like you said, we don't know – what other deals might be in place with Punk and WWE but I feel give it give it maybe a year and a half we'll see Punk back in the WWE ring against somebody
0: that's a fair assessment I, I, I wouldn't say he'd be back sometime soon at all oh no you, you gotta get him Let you gotta let him
1: get acclimated with the new locker room with the, the new travel the new schedule that they could probably put him on but still give him the recognition and be like okay you are who you are we've, had, we've seen you we've had you in the company but let's uh, 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 get you accumulated with the uh, the new locker room vibe and get get be that guy.
0: But the same, let's see where you go from there. Yeah, and at the same time, though, y- you'd have to imagine Punk would probably be more on a part-time schedule, if if he were to come right. back to the ring, because I don't think he'd come back full time, and that'd be something he becoming something that he hated and that he didn't stand for at the time, becoming a part-time guy. I think right. if, if Punk was to, whether he cares about that anymore or not. I could imagine him having like a Randy Orton type of schedule, where Orton he's on for just about every TV, and he only works a limited amount of house shows. Uh, we're like, right for like big name towns. So so like if if WWE are gonna have a house show at Madison Square Garden, which they pro they definitely. Will they have it every every end of December?
1: Oh yeah, December 26th. it's twenty six. It's already been. I've seen it advertised a bunch of times already. Yeah, tickets are on sale. Tickets are on sale right now. So dollars.
0: So Randy Orton will for sure be there because I mean, whether you hate Randy Orton, you love Randy Orton. He is a big name to a mainstream uh, audience. Oh
1: yeah, because look at his upbringing. Look at the guys he's wrestled in his career. Look at the guys who he's aligned himself. I mean, early in his career, he had Triple H and Ric Flair in his corner.
0: Two of the greatest. Two of the all two of the all time greats of, of wrestling. So I can definitely see Punk doing that on that level. We've already seen uh, Seth Rollins and Bray Wyatt call him out, and Ricochet replying to uh, Rollins' tweet saying, "I call next." Right. The roster right, I saw that. The roster has com- has changed immensely since Punk has left. A lot of guys. Oh, definitely. A lot of guys who are on top now were working their way up, and a lot of guys who are in the company now were not in WWE at the time. So I guess we can kind of say, who would, who would you put, John, as like Punk's first opponent, and where would you have this match?
1: Oh, that's a tough one. i honestly to get Punk back into the wrestling scene with WWE, the two people at the top of my list are Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. As much as I'm not a Roman Reigns fan, the guy, the guy is technically the face of the company. He's one of the biggest names, the biggest draws in WWE right now. Seth Rollins, two-time Universal champ, Beast Slayer, those are the two guys at top my list. They're, they've wrestled pretty much everybody on the roster. So bringing Punk back in to get accumulate to get comfortable with the locker room, why not put him against two guys that have been there when he left, and
0: yeah. they're still
1: there at the top of their game?
0: Because when he left, these guys were were starting to get really over, and that's when they broke up the Shield, where eventually Robbins, right. uh, Reigns, Moxley, formerly Dean Ambrose, were getting up to the top of the card. Right, because um, they were
1: they were still part of the Shield when 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 Punk left. Then a few months later, that all fell apart. But yeah, those those guys have been there since 2014 when he left. So the two guys at the top of my list are Rollins and Reigns, because
0: I, I think I think they're they're the locker room leaders in my opinion. For sure, they can get a great match out of him. Um, I've never been a my whole issue. I've said on this podcast before: with Roman Reigns was his booking. I always thought Roman Reigns was, was great in the ring, solid, and um, n- and now that he's not really the top guy anymore, we can really appreciate the things he's doing, whereas Seth Rollins with his booking lately and how he uh, is on social media, it's been very questionable, and he hasn't come off as the, as the greatest person in the world, but right. as far as an in-ring talent... He is for sure one of the best wrestlers in the world. No no question about it. I've always I've always said and always praised Rollins for how great he is in the ring. And I think oh, yeah. Rollins would be a great great fit for him. Uh Reigns would be a great fit for him. One person who I think would be a great fit, he is up there closer to age in punk, and and I just think because this guy can get a great match out of literally anybody, and that's AJ Styles. I think, oh, definitely, AJ Styles, yeah. I think <clears throat> AJ, since since he's a heel now, it makes sense. I mean, not that a, neither one of these guys have to be heel or face to have this great match, because the, both these guys be baby faces, and it could still be a great match. But AJ being a heel, you know, it, it's it's a dream like a lot of hardcore wrestling fans wanted. You know, the because he's being the AJ style of old of, of 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 Bullet Club, or or even going back to that AJ Styles and his heel run back in 2016, he. Right. He's at dirty, nasty. He's got Gallows and Anderson back with him. And you have Punk, who at the time, when he was on top, AJ was, you know,
1: arguing. Running the scene over there in New Japan.
0: New Japan, the indies everywhere, where, you know, hardcore fans are saying, like, AJ Styles is the best in the world. Where the main, mainly WWE fans are like, no, it's CM Punk or, or whatever, because... Those two guys were kings of the independent scene in wrestling, absolute kings. When you think of guys from Ring of Honor who are legends, you th- two guys you think of immediately are AJ Styles and CM Punk, guys who ran that company. And I think AJ. Uh, you, Go ahead. You could throw Samoa. You could throw Samoa Joe in oh, there too. Samoa Joe for sure, for sure. Um, obviously- there's, there's another. There's another name
1: you could throw in there for Punk to face Samoa Joe. Shit, maybe or shit, maybe even Daniel Bryan. Yeah, they, Absol- uh, they're classics of Ring of Honor.
0: Absolutely, I think getting him in the ring with guys he's familiar with will for sure uh, be able to let him come in, and then you can eventually have him move to guys like um, thinking on the roster. Cedric Alexander, Buddy Murphy. Yeah, yeah. Give give the guys guys like that a rub. You know, um, you can have him work with you know guys like Aleister Black and Ricochet at some point. Um, yeah. But again, it's to see does Punk want to come back to the ring? Will he come back to the ring? And at this point, we're just fantasy booking, but I think opponents for him, if he were to come back to the ring, I think Rollins, Reigns, AJ, you know Daniel Bryan, Samoa Joe, these and, are
1: and yeah, guys, he's been in the ring with for years, for sure, are and have and possible. have pure pure chemistry within the ring.
0: Yes, for sure, possible. For to my knowledge, I don't think we got to see a whole lot of of Punk and AJ. Um, there's only a handful of matches that I've I've found.
1: Yeah, there's a they're very yeah, the old ones on YouTube that are like fifteen years old, it's like It's like early days. Is, right is, it, yeah, it's like is that is that really CM Punk? Is that really AJ Styles? I can't see because it's that it's terrible graphics.
0: Yeah. Terrible quality. I know. But um but yeah. Uh, guys like that, I think it would be good to have Punk in. Um I mean, I do think that a big money match would be him and Rollins kind of turning Rollins heel to just kind of capitalize on how a lot of fans have kind of just are kind of turned off by him at the moment and Punk can kind of be, you know, say I was gone for all this time and now I see that you're the guy who's been carrying the torch or at least trying to carry the torch when you go off and and I would love I don't know if they'll do it but I would love for him to just, you know, pick on guys like have him talk call him out for picking on Will Ospreay and comparing his bank account and what's another thing that Rollins did uh, to another wrestler um, I can't remember I thought about it earlier today but just kind of call him out on the things that he's done questionably on social media and just you know mention the JR thing mention how Becky Lynch is over than, more over than he is just oh yeah stuff like that and just definitely slowly just turn Rollins heel where he just can't take it anymore and that could be a big money match for somewhere down the line for a Wrestlemania or a SummerSlam Something, but um,
1: or maybe, or maybe Punk uses his great talking skills on the mic, does that whole thing to turn Rollins heel, and then next thing you know, you got a tag team of Rollins and Punk that are just causing a ruckus on on everybody in the
0: roster. You could, but I think eventually with that, with an alliance like that, knowing it's WWE, you're gonna you're expecting one to turn on the other. Oh yeah, that's
1: that. That would be the whole thing, and it would probably be Rollins turning on Punk. I would believe it would be Rollins turning
0: on Punk. Yeah, for sure. And I I like Seth Rollins as a, as a heel more than I do as a babyface. Oh, definitely. Him as a babyface from 2018, like last year, he was, like I think, the most over babyface at the time in the men's division. Oh, when yeah. When he was having those matches for the IC title. But, yeah. But one can hope for CM Punk to come back in the ring. We don't know if he ever will. But, um, but the fact that he's back... Uh, affiliated with the WWE because we saw it happen with Goldberg. We saw it happen with Sting, with Kurt Angle, guys coming back to the company, whether it's in a wrestling form or a back or whatever it is, they come back to the company through an outside company who works with the WWE. So yeah. And
1: two of of those names you mentioned, one said he was never ever going to sign with WWE. And the other one said after his year and a half run, he was like, all right, I'm never coming back. So the fact that those two came into WWE again and for the first time, that said something, too.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's a very big deal. But um, CM Punk, we're glad he's back. I, I remember I was just about to go to sleep when, when a friend of mine I used to work with uh, messaged me on Instagram and says, Punk's back. I'm like, wait, what? I... Oh, that's
1: that's that's what I woke up to the next morning. For some reason, I don't have Fox Board 1, so I couldn't watch backstage. I woke up the next morning, hopped on Twitter, and everybody, all I see is CM Punk Trending. I'm like, why is punk trending? And I was like,
0: oh my god! I he's think back into something WWE affiliated. I think after I saw it, I tagged you and I tagged Sean on Twitter, <laughs> and I think you saw it the next morning or whenever it was. Yeah, I, th- I think I think you did. <laughs> so I was like, holy shit! Because because um, the last time I think you and I saw each other, we, we talked to a mutual friend of ours, uh, our buddy Anthony, and yep. and he was comparing about you know punk coming back into this day and age would he be be even able to handle the the level of guys who work with like on the mic and in the ring and he compared it to like Kenny Omega and immediately you and I are just like absolutely he can. Absolutely oh, yeah. he can. Because he's definitely in like the past fifteen years he's been the best on the mic and he's one of the best arguably the best in the mic in wrestling too and that's saying something with guys like the rock and steve austin who can just and triple h who can just tear people apart on a mic Mm -hmm. you know guys who you think are amazing on the stick and punk is one of those guys and we were all we were all kind of drinking and anthony was kind of like oh what the hell man he was a little little, (laughs) he's getting a little pissed but but that's 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 the liquor that's the beer talking but yeah, and for and for crying out loud, he's 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 not that much younger than
1: us, but he's young he's younger enough for us to the wrestling gap to be different. So me and you saying he can get, he he can go up there with the best of them, and him saying no way. How old is he? Come on, guy. We
0: uh, I think he's twenty five. He's 25. He's my age. I'll be twenty six in December.
1: Oh damn! I'll be twenty eight. I'll be twenty eight in January. <laughs> oh
0: god! I didn't realize you're that yeah. much older than me.
1: Okay, yeah, so the the wrestling gap between all of us is
0: different, but okay, me and, it, you, me, we we know, we know a lot. We do. So I, I think it could be just like that's just his opinion, and nothing against like Kenny Omega. Like again, another guy, Kenny Omega has arguably been the best wrestler in the world for the past you know two three years now. He's been putting on a five star five star machine, best bout machine. You know, Meltzer just just throws him stars. He's just he just walks in a ring and just and just just holds his hands out and they're... A million stars Meltzer gives him, but... Meltzer Meltzer gives him two, two stars from the beginning just based off his entrance. Like, oh, look
1: at that entrance. Two stars. Two stars.
0: The match doesn't even matter anymore. Two stars. Exactly. So, I think he was just trying to say, like, could Punk, because he's been away for so long, could he handle it? And we're like, yes, he can. Maybe Kenny Omega might be, as far as in the ring, might be better than Punk. Maybe coming back, you know, and that—that's that, yeah. a fair assessment to argue. But immediately, you and I, but but as far as the the mic goes, it's punk all the way. And, oh yeah, and the, K- if the Rock can still disappear for seven years, come back and still
1: rock a mic and insult everybody. Oh my God, yeah, punk that, can punk can do punk can do the same thing. Punk was doing it. Punk's doing it in the UFC. Was doing it in the UFC when he did commentary.
0: Like that doesn't go away. It doesn't go away. It's second nature. When you're really good at something, and if you haven't done it in a long time, you pick it back up, it'll come back to you naturally. Like, as a musician, like, like I'm a musician, I play guitar, you know, there there have been times where, like, it's been a few months I haven't picked up a guitar, but I'll pick it up, and I'll, and I'll try and play a song, and I'll get back, and I'm like, I can't believe, like, I can't believe, but it's like I it's just, the same. it's like I it's played the same. it the previous day.
1: Yeah, it's the same thing with me. I'm a bowler. I like to bowl. If I could not bowl for a few months, pick it up, throw a couple balls, and be like,
0: oh, okay, this is like riding a bike again. I got this. Exactly. When you have a skill, like, no matter what it is, you can pick it up really quickly, especially if you've done it for a very long time. Yeah, not to
1: mention, if you've seen the CM Punk documentary that's on the WWE Network, look who his coach was to teach him on the mic. Paul Heyman, probably the best mic man in WWE history. Just in pro wrestling in general exactly yeah, yeah. just the, the the guy is just poetic on a mic and I'm sure so Hay- the, fact, the fact that Punk learned from Paul Heyman that's just an epic mic battle that's just lovely so when they, those two had their their alliance it was phenomenal
0: exactly and I think Heyman could also be another guy to kind of, kind of try and convince Punk to come back in
1: because oh yeah definitely because Since of the close relationship they have yeah and Heyman's in control of the creative on Raw
0: which, Punk would probably go on. But, knowing Fox, Project. Fox would probably want Punk to go to SmackDown, if that's the case. Right. But, we will see. Anyway, CM Punk, we're glad he's back. Hopefully, one day soon, he'll get back in the ring.
1: Hopefully. Hopefully.
0: But speaking of in the ring, I guess we'll have to get to the current product of the WWE main roster. And, well, I talked about and praised how amazing the previous week's SmackDown was. From the last episode, just with the blessing in disguise, I guess it was with the Saudi, with with everybody being caught in Saudi Arabia. We don't know if this was planned, if this was you know just they decided Triple H just like let me get my guys together, and I feel like it was kind of a combination of both because I remember reading an interview with Shayna Baszler, and she said that she she arrived at the arena at SmackDown like just just moments after it aired. And she was doing her thing, and she was in Florida. And like you know, three or four hours before the show started, or maybe like five, a few hours before the show started, they said like get get on this plane, get to the airport right now. And she like she just made it in time. A lot of oh her- yeah, I was
1: I was listening to the uh, new WWE podcast they have after the bell with Corey Graves. Mm-hmm. He had Adam Cole on that whole that whole dilemma. Triple H texted Adam Cole and was like, "Be on standby, I might need you." Adam Cole was like, five minutes later, Triple H, sex in the back, was like, get on a plane. This is all your information. Get on the plane. Get to Buffalo. When you saw Adam Cole show up in the background with Triple H and Shawn Michaels to challenge Daniel Bryan, Adam Cole just showed up at the arena. Adam Did Cole he... that just arrived at the arena when that segment was happening. Did he really? I didn't know that. Yep. Yep. I li- the, the After the Bell podcast with Corey Graves, uh, Adam Cole had just shown up probably 20 minutes before that segment started.
0: Wow. That's great and that match with him yeah. Brian was fantastic too. Oh, that was incredible. I mean, this week though, we with Raw, uh, with SmackDown, the episode was good, you know, it had its moments, um New Day won the tag titles from the Revival, but apparently Congra- con- Yeah,
1: congratulations to them on their seventh reign.
0: Exactly. Um hopefully a speedy recovery for Xavier Woods cuz he apparently will be yep. out until 20 mid 2020 of next year, but Yep, torn Achilles. Okay. Yeah, that's not an easy thing to come back from, but hopefully Woods you, will come back.
1: So, yep, you can still keep up with Xavier Woods on YouTube channel. Up, up, down, down. Like if you like video, if if you like video games too. I feel like we're just plugging everything for WWE. <laughs> right <now. laughs> yeah, right. Where's WWE? Where's your Where's your sponsor? I'm trying to help you get
0: sponsored here. I know. If if they've <laughs> sponsored me or if AEW sponsored me and Sean, like that, that that would be great. Oh, that'd be incredible. And if you were to help that, obviously you get a little kickback. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Little little guest spot here and there in the background scene.
0: Yes. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, like, New Day won the SmackDown tag titles, and I know we, we talked a little bit beforehand that you know you were a little pissed about the the revival winning, but the same- I would have
1: really I would have really liked to see that the revival, the undisputed era against the Viking Raiders, yeah. probably three of the best tag teams that came out from NXT. Would have been would have been nice to see that, but I know you need some little you need an actual little WWE flavor, so
0: you do a little bit. Give it to
1: the. Give it to the new day. They've been there for years. Give them their seventh reign. Yeah, still, should still be a good one with a
0: mix of big oh, yeah. bodies, agile, agile guys. I think should be a good match. I think Big E can do a lot of fun stuff with like with the Viking Raiders. Um, oh yeah, what's what's his name? Is it Ivar the Big One? Dude, I I think Big Big E
1: and Ivar are both over three hundred pounds, and they're doing things that Seth Rollins and Kofi Kingston are doing. Guys 300-plus pounds should not be doing backflips off the top rope.
0: Exactly. I think Ivar was Hanson, and then Eric is Roe, which I really wish they would have kept their names. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. Viking Raiders is okay. I still, like, I remember when they came in, I loved War Machine, but they couldn't do that because they get sued by Marvel and Disney. Uh, uh, War Raiders, I actually, I'm like, right, took me a while, but I'm like, all right, I really like this. But um yeah, I, th- I thought I thought
1: war. war uh, which one did you just say? My bad. War, war Raiders. Yeah, I thought War Raiders was alright. I thought that was pretty good.
0: Yeah, I liked it. I liked I, it. I, I liked it. I think that um, I, I didn't like how they just squashed the NXT UK tag tag champions. Yeah, well, they, I don't think WWE is handing them right anyway.
1: No, so, I mean the pa- the past couple weeks on RAW they they've had squash matches, and I mean for crying out loud, they're, they're your RAW tag team champions. And you had them lose the best tag team in the world tournament to the OC.
0: Well, I mean...
1: I mean, I mean, granted, congratulations to Gallows and Anderson. But at the same they've time... Done just as, they've done just as much as they have, but, but they're the, your raw tag team champions.
0: Yeah, they should have won. But at the same time, those, those Saudi Arabia shows aren't necessarily canon, and they're not really going to do much with Gallows and Anderson. It's not like they're going to get a tag title shot after this. At least I don't think. Right. I mean, we'll see after Survivor Series what they want to do, but it's just... I mean, God forbid you you do that to help elevate guys like Gals and Anderson, but you use it for Shane McMahon for over a damn year.
1: Yeah, that was that
0: was a terrible storyline. And we've talked about that to death. We're just glad Shane isn't on WWE programming anymore. Um, but yeah, I, I just think that my opinion with the whole handling of the NXT UK talent was not treated well. You, you, you squashed the tag team champions... Imperium come in with, I mean, we're about to see Volta versus Seth Rollins, which should have been an amazing match. Oh yeah. Ended in a disqualification, and then we get and then it
1: turned into a four on four,
0: which again can be fun, but I think if you're really supposed to make a big presence with NXT UK with this whole NXT versus main roster WWE uh, programming, Imperium is a is a great faction. And you really need to make guys like this look look, look strong, especially Walter. And oh, yeah. You would think that making your NXT, these guys from this show make them look really strong, really good, hopefully it would draw some eyes to the NXT UK, which doesn't get a whole lot of viewership. And you and I were saying beforehand, right. we don't watch NXT UK all that much, not because it's not good and there aren't good guys and girls in the show. And one, it, it's the time frame, too. You... We're, we're at work at 12 o'clock
1: in the afternoon when this originally airs. Very true.
0: I mean, for everybody in the UK, you know, it's, it's 8 o'clock their time or, or whenever yeah. whenever NXT UK airs around their time, so it's good for them. But at the same time, it's like it's hard to keep up. It is hard to keep but But again, you want to get people who are main roster WWE fans to get involved with these guys because there are plenty of people on Raw and SmackDown who are in the UK who just well, people who are in the UK who just watch Raw and SmackDown and don't watch NXT UK I just think it was handled poorly uh, I, I don't think the the baby faces should have won the match Imperium should have looked better maybe they didn't yeah, have a, lot,
1: to, a lot stronger
0: maybe they didn't have to win but they could have looked a hell of a lot better you could have had them come maybe they could have lost maybe like Alexander Wolfe took the pin and then they just decimated Rollins street profits and Kevin Owens just just yeah. something you know uh, it, it just wasn't handled well and i'm i'm a i'm a big fan of walter and it just it just you know crushed me to see oh. that he was Oh yeah the
1: the stuff he's done in progress and stuff the matches he's put on with say like Matt
0: Riddle and the guys from
1: progress Probably Will Ospreay and those guys, the phenomenal matches. I mean, I believe,
0: they, I think the, I think it's the Irish promotion, OTT. I don't know if you've ever seen this. It was Walter. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, Walter and, and <coughs> Will Ospreay. And Walter, I think, beat Jordan Devlin for that title, where the story was Walter's just winning all these championships in the UK scene so he can get more, so he can have a higher price so he can go to WWE. Whereas Will Ospreay, OTT was his stomping grounds. He wants to be the champion. He's never won. That was one of my favorite matches I've seen from Will Ospreay. And I believe it was the first match I'd ever had, like, full match I've seen Walter do. And I was just like, this is just amazing big man, little man storytelling at its finest.
1: Yeah, the David and Goliath storyline. It's ex- like, that guy should not be beating up that guy.
0: But it's like you see the heart and the fire in Will Ospreay's face. And like he wants to win this championship because he loves this promotion. Walter Walter doesn't care. He just wants money. He wants the title, again, as a bargaining chip. And you really feel for Will Ospreay. But it's like something Steve Austin says a lot, that Ospreay got over. Not that I'm quoting him here. But you got over by losing. And that's what Osprey did. And sometimes losing can do better for you more than winning, if the match is booked right and if the story is in the right place. Right. So, again, Walter should be treated better. I just hope that this doesn't hurt him and Imperium too much. Oh no, because I mean, even in, even in that big tag match, the spots that the,
1: the when uh, the moment Walter and Seth Rollins had when they were in the ring together. They had some nice spots. That missile drop kick into the turnbuckle. Walter put on Seth Rollins. That was a sol- that was a solid one. It knocked it knocked Rollins into that a good f- into the turnbuckle, and he was a good like four or five feet away from the turnbuckle.
0: Exactly. And Walter is the kind of guy who you don't really expect to do spots like that. When right. You, like you, he's he's a big guy. You don't expect a big guy like that to and, move that fast. And it's not like he's gonna be doing like you know suicide dives or moon uh moon salts or even like shooting star presses. But yeah, doing moves like that, moving as fast as he is, and getting like the air that he does. Again, I I, I love Walter, and I just because I, I think about the, about the match he had with Pete Dunn this past year for uh, Takeover New York, and I said on the right. predictions with Sean that if you have not seen Walter work a match before, you're gonna love this. You're absolutely gonna love this, especially with two guys who are like just kings of the of the. Who who kings of the uh, UK uh, UK, indie UK indie scene. scene? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, you look at the matches Pete Dunne put on with uh, Tyler Bate for the U- for the UK Championship. Mm-hmm. Those were great matches. When when Pete Dunne finally won it and went on his what 564 day reign as champion,
0: he was the longest... he put.
1: Go ahead. He put on some great matches in that two in that two year reign.
0: I mean, he he had great matches. Uh, obviously, the one with Walter. He had a bunch with Tyler Bate. He had one with Johnny Gargano before uh, I think the first War Games uh, started. He, Adam Cole, Ricochet, Adam Cole and Ricochet in the Triple Threat match. Like, yeah. I think a big thing with Dunn also is that he was champion for a long time because they were they didn't know how to put the whole UK show together. But right. Obviously, they have that in place now. But anyway. Right. I've. I think. If you were trying, they they obviously did not do a good job with the UK guys, and it didn't make. I'm pretty sure it didn't make anybody Ooh. want to tune into NXT UK next Wednesday. No. Right? Or even the, the this past Wednesday.
1: No. Not really. No. I
0: don't know, but uh. Um, because I mean, I we like we talked about it earlier.
1: We can name the UK, We can name certain champions. Like we know, Ray Ripley, Tony Storm, were the are the women's are the two women's champions that stand out. Keith Dunn, Tyler Bate, and now Walter stand out as the U- as the UK champion, and Kylie Ray is the new women's champion. But... Kay- Kaylee Ray. Oh, Kaylee Ray. Okay.
0: Because Kylie Ray was Smiley Kylie Ray from AEW.
1: Ah, right, and then she left because something happened.
0: Personal issues. Um, but...
1: but yeah, we only know we only know of those six champions, and then with the NXT, U- the tag champions, the UK tag champions, they've had what three or four champions, and we know one of them by name is Trent Seven. Uh, not Trent Seven, uh, Mark Andrews?
0: Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. There are a lot of great talent in NXT UK. You ha- Like all the guys just mentioned, but we also have guys like Jordan Devlin. We have Travis Banks. We also have, uh, was it Gallus? The the Coffee Brothers and Wolfgang, their faction. All right. Yeah. Isn't, um, what's his name? Noam Dar over there in the, uh, yeah, NXT UK yeah, too? Noam Dar's in NXT UK. He's great as a, as a cocky heel. Uh, we've we've also got uh, in, the, I mean we have uh, what's her name uh, Jazzy Gabbert in the w- women's division who made a huge impact I believe in the first Mae Young Classic and now she has finally gotten a contract with WWE with the NXT UK if you haven't listened to uh, her story uh, she tells it on uh, Edge and Christian's podcast about a year ago and it's, it's really eye-opening heartwarming and heartbreaking stuff so those of you listening and John, if you never listened to it, definitely uh, give it a listen to. She's, she's got a great story.
1: Oh yeah. I'll give it a listen. Everybody loves a good ENC podcast here and there.
0: Mm-hmm. Too bad. It's over though.
1: Ah, uh, sorry.
0: That's yeah, okay. I'm still not over. Right? <laughs> um, <laughs> neither, neither yeah, am I. I know. Uh, Viper or Piper, never and have you want to put it. Point is there's a lot of talent in NXT UK. And I think cause the roster is so big with the WWE, they have to put them somewhere. Just again, I think this was—I don't know whose call this was. If it was Heyman's, if it was Vince's call, it definitely was not Triple H's because if had it been Triple H, he would have been like, "No, these guys need to be important." And it just makes right. me—it just makes me think that this was more of a thing to make WWE look strong, the main roster guys look strong, leading into Survivor Series. Because yeah, it, I was gonna
1: say not—not not to mention you're building up the Survivor Series now. You're bringing in NXT UK. You're bringing in Imperium. Where where are they gonna fit in in the show if you're gonna involve them somehow? You're it, not involving them in the show, so why why'd you bring them in in the invasion part? I mean, I get it, NXT, but it makes you're not actually using them in the Survivor Series.
0: Yeah, it makes me wonder that and think that they're probably not gonna use Imperium or any of these guys, especially not the tag champs. Oh, definitely not. Anyway, um, but uh, there was one other thing on Raw that happened. Oh yeah. Rusev, Bobby Lashley, and Lana.
1: Oh my God!
0: I, I don't know if you've you've heard Rusev say that he is happy with this storyline and that it's quote the hottest story going on in the WWE.
1: It is. This storyline has everybody's eyes. Even people who don't watch wrestling, like I knew people. My I was like I said earlier. I was in the bar with my sister watching wrestling. Mm-hmm. My sister doesn't watch every week. Like I. Do. But she was drawn to the Bobby Lashley Lana Rusev line I'm like why this is the worst storyline ever we had this years ago with uh, Mark Henry and Mae Young oh, then Jesus. you had you tried to do this you tried to do this whole thing earlier or a couple years ago with Lana and Ziggler and Summer Ray. that didn't work out no that didn't work out at all And now, and now you've literally just picked this up for a third time and was just like all right, let's see how we can get let's see what we can do with this.
0: I mean and it's still it's still not working, but it's, it's catching everybody's eye for some reason. It's getting like a lot of people on YouTube's attention and it's getting a lot of hits on YouTube. I think just from a lot of hardcore wrestling fans to see just to who honestly I don't think are watching Raw because of this. They're just like, "Oh, this happened. Oh Jesus." Pretty much Lana said it was the what the anniversary of her and Bobby Lashley getting it on.
1: I, I guess. I, I don't Ac- know. Well, according to Monday Night, she's nine weeks pregnant, but her and Bobby screwed seven
0: weeks ago. So, Rusev has a machka baby in Lana's belly. Nope, that was a lie. Here comes Bobby Lashley. He attacks Rusev, and Lana said, there's no baby. Ha, 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 ha.
1: Yep, walking back up the ramp. Oh, look at that. I'm not. I'm actually not pregnant.
0: I, I, I don't know. I, I mean... There seems to be a pattern with people who have re-signed with the WWE and then they just treat them terribly. Like, it's happened with Rusev, because apparently he had re-signed a contract. Or his contract is coming up, I believe. Uh, something like that. Uh, I believe
1: it's one of those. And I know he, uh, well, uh, probably about a year ago, he had asked for his release.
0: There were rumors of that. Was,
1: yeah, there were rumors of him asking for his release. And WWE was like, yeah, no.
0: Yeah, it's they know there are certain guys and girls that if they let them go they will go to AEW or somewhere oh definitely and, and they will make an impact somewhere else and right I now i mean
1: look look at Moxley he, as soon as his contract was up with WWE there he is i
0: think that's the, why the, the ver, that, that 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 very week or a few weeks later boom AEW i mean again Mox could do that because his contract expired and he didn't he wasn't released nor did he ask for his release because that's the thing. If you get released from the from WWE, there is a ninety day no compete clause. Mox, he's, right. he's just like I'm free of my contract, so I can do whatever the hell I want. Yeah,
1: he he did it the proper way. He was just like I'm not gonna do what all these other people are doing, asking them there for there for their release, or just and or just ditching the role. He's like I'm just gonna finish my contract out. He was like, there's so many technicalities in the contract that I'm not gonna miss out. Like him leaving on his own terms. anytime they mention Dean Ambrose or do anything for Dean Ambrose, he gets paid. He still gets a paycheck from them because he did it the proper way.
0: That is true. I mean, he, he still gets royalties. If they do stuff on the shield, he's going to get royalties for that. I mean, it's legally, that's what they have to do for him. So he was smart in that sense. As far as this whole thing with Rusev, he is, at one point, he was like one of the most over baby faces on the roster when he was a heel.
1: Rusev Day, yeah. And when he was a heel, Rusev Day was huge. When he was a heel, he was a huge. It was huge. He had that long reign as U.S. Champion mm-hmm. that ended with WrestleMania 31 match against John Cena. But Rusev, Rusev has had his up and downs. I've been saying Rusev need Rusev deserves a, a decent push, but they're just not going to give it to him.
0: I know. And over time, you've just learned how funny he is, how charismatic he is. Like you just mentioned, Rusev Day. A, a friend of mine and I went to an ROH show. Uh, a Manhattan Mayhem I think it was 2017 and this was like no when, when all out happened all out happened 2018
1: right yep all out I believe all out was 2018
0: okay then then this was last year then we went to a ROH show of Manhattan Mayhem cuz I remember a match there was Cody versus Flip Gordon and if Flip won he was all in but Cody uh, Cody beat Flip Gordon And there was a guy wearing a Rusev Day shirt not too far from where we were sitting. And people started chanting Rusev Day. One of his buddies was like, no, no, it's ROH, man, don't do it. And I'm like, forget that. Rusev Day! Rusev
1: Day Day was so over. A New Japan show was probably chanting Rusev Day. Everybody knew Rusev Day.
0: Hammerstein Ballroom, Ring of Honor, people were chanting Rusev Day. Someone put a video on Twitter, and then Rusev immediately responded to it. It's like it's like you can't stop whatever he said. You can't stop it, or Rusev Day is is spreading fast, or whatever he said. But he he acknowledged it, and a guy who is as as charismatic as great in the ring as he is, it just it just again it just doesn't make any sense. Right. Like Rusev is one of those big show guys. Big show could be heel
1: and. And babyface, and he's comical when he's when he's a babyface. They could do the same thing with Rusev, and Rusev has the Rusev has is pretty much a smaller version of Big Show. So anything the Big Show could do, Rusev can do. Rusev has proved that in the past that he's been comical, he's been the tough guy, so he could do it all.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, some some of the funniest things I've seen him do are just like stuff that's outside of the company. I remember like back when I used to listen to Sam Roberts' podcast, he had Bobby Roode on his podcast one night. It was a, there was a house show somewhere, and you can hear it in the audio. And if you watch the video back on Sam Roberts' podcast, there's a curtain, and Rusev walks past. He just goes, "I'm all the way up!" in, in interrupting. Just Bobby Roode and Sam Roberts, they're laughing, and Bobby's like, "Oh, it's Rusev over there."
1: Like, <laughs> I mean, even even on up, up, down, down, when Rusev does his
0: his video games,
1: even if it's not a video game he's playing, he's in the background, and, he, and he's he's a Rusev is a funny guy.
0: Again, so it makes you wonder, like. Why have you put him in a cuck storyline? Exactly. I because I don't doubt that Bobby Lashley and Rusev can be really good in the ring and they can have good chemistry, um, because I, I think they can. And I again I did not see ground Jewel. I've I've avidly spoken how I just I just can't stand watching those Saudi shows. But from what I heard, Rusev and and Bobby actually had some really good chemistry in in the the ten man tag I believe. They did. I did watch... I watched Crown
1: Jewel. It was actually a pretty good show. It was, it was the first Saudi show I've seen since the Greatest Royal Rumble with the Titus O'Neill But <laughs> I did... I did I did enjoy Crown Jewel. It was a good one. They, there was a lot of good matches. The Ten Man was good. The Fiend and Seth Rollins obviously was a great one.
0: All right. I mean, mainly the, the best result was Fiend winning the title. But oh. I just... What I just want is... Better... Continuity, better storylines, and just stuff that just doesn't make us go "what"? It makes us question why we watch wrestling. Yeah, I did find it interesting though. You said your sister was actually very interested in in this whole storyline.
1: Yes, for some reason she is intrigued by this because she does. She follows. She follows wrestling, but she follow. She also follows all the divas and stuff, or the whip. My bad. The women's wrestlers huh. on Instagram, and she, she, she's interested in it, but at the same time she's watching it, and she's like. Why is this doing this? Lana is still posting on social media wearing the ginormous rock that Rusev got her, but why is this storyline happening? And she's, she watches, and
0: she's like, is Lana on yet? And I'm like, no. So, she's intrigued, but at the same time just as confused as all all of us. Yes. Intrigued, yet confused like all of us. Alright. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know where this is going to lead. I honestly Neither know, do I. But I, I just hope it it ends with a good ending And something makes sense in the end I don't know Because we've seen yeah. these splits between Ron, Lana and Rusev Which feels like a million times But oh, re- yeah. really it's only happened a handful Anyway I, it, just, yeah. it breaks my heart for Rusev It really does it, it really does But um I think one thing We may have we I mean, don't think we got Smackdown yet did we?
1: Um, well, we briefly, if we're talking about...
0: Not this, obviously this one coming up, but like the previous, we touched right, a little the, bit. Yeah, the one that just passed. Okay. But the one thing I think we did miss, though, is The Fiend attacked Daniel Bryan. Yeah, he did. He did attack Daniel Bryan. I love this for many reasons. One, I remember hearing that, maybe it was Meltzer who reported that The Fiend's first opponent for the Universal title apparently is supposed to be The Miz. Which made sense because Miz was supposed to interview him for that SmackDown, but he was stuck in right. Saudi Arabia. hence they got and then Ciampa. we got Tommaso Champa. You got Champa in there, but Fiend versus Miz doesn't necessarily make me want to watch it. Brian, Miz, uh, Brian Fiend, yes, I'm very much interested in that.
1: Yes. The chemistry they've, those guys have had before the fiend came into the picture when it was Daniel Bryan versus Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family, and then Brian, Daniel Bryan joining
0: the Wyatt family. There is a lot you can do with this story. Yeah, the joining oh, the yeah. Wyatt family, the history that Bray and, and Bryan have had. I mean, they had an amazing match at the Rumble in twenty fourteen, the opener. Oh yeah. I mean, I think at one point it was. I think one of the closing segments of that match was and I remember this vividly Brian goes for a suicide dive Wyatt catches him and hits a sister Abigail on the outside throws him in the ring and wins the match yeah back when Bray Wyatt looked really tough <laughs> when he was booked well now it's more of, this, more of the same now but at least he's a champion but yeah hope-
1: hopefully he get a lengthy run out of this one unlike the last time when he WWE champion and I it ended
0: in that WrestleMania debacle. To to being a transitional champion to Orton, who was a transitional champion to Ginger Mahal.
1: Right. <laughs> I, I do hope Like that. like you you just put number sixteen on John Cena and it's like, okay, Bray Wyatt. Oh now Randy Orton. Now Jinder Mahal.
0: I know. It was weird. i said many times the title never should have came off of AJ that year. It went back no. to him it went back to him eventually, but never should have came off of him in the first place. But no. um uh, but do you? But it looks like they're probably gonna do Fiend and Brian at Survivor Series.
1: No, so I've so far I've. Oh yeah, we haven't seen anything about Bray Wyatt versus Adam Cole.
0: No, because the, the
1: Fiend against
0: Adam Cole. Because we are getting uh, Ray versus Brock, which I did mention right. last week that I'm really glad that Rey Mysterio is feeling like a big deal again.
1: Yeah, I, I like that too. I Be- like that. Because the he- match, the ma- the matches Bray and Brock or Ray and Brock had years ago, those those were gems. I mean granted now it's been what probably 15 years since those matches,
0: but still Ray Ray can go, man. He looks he's Benjamin Button. He's aging in reverse. He looks fantastic. Oh yeah. And the fact that Brock was selling for Ray with the the hits to the leg when Brock sells for you, it means he respects you and he likes working. Oh with yeah, you. he likes working with you. Like he sold for AJ after his match with with him in Survivor Series in twenty seventeen. That was late. Or, or no, twenty uh, sixteen. Yeah, no, yeah, twenty seventeen. Uh, yeah, twenty seventeen. Yeah, that's when the yeah they did that. And that was that was the first time those two were matched. They are fighting off. Mm-hmm. And, cause, and they they had cause, good chemistry because Brock was limping after the match. Um, because he AJ had the calf crusher in, in Brock's leg for I don't know how long it felt forever, but he was selling for AJ after the match. Which again, if he sells for you, he respects you. Um, yeah. And and Brock works really well with these you know uh, quote unquote indie guys or or just ha- fast face high flying guys, and I expect nothing less from from Brock and Ray. But I guess yeah, yeah, it looks like we're probably gonna get. Brian and the Fiend at Survivor Series, but the the question is, where does Adam Cole fit into all this? Right, because we know Roderick Strong is going to be having a triple threat match with AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura,
1: which which should be an absolute
0: gem. Give, if it's I, given just, time, I have I have high hopes for that match. Me too. If it's given time, it can probably be the best match in the entire card. i I'd, I'd love to see on
1: Friday somehow AJ Styles and Roderick Strong mess with Shinsuke Nakamura to set up a feud with that. I I want to see where that one goes. That could be that could be good, that match.
0: If I had to make an early prediction, I'd probably say it's AJ.
1: For what? The uh, Roderick-AJ match?
0: Roderick... The triple threat? Yeah, I, I, if I make an early prediction, I'd probably think it's AJ, because they still treat AJ like a big deal. Shinsuke's current. Yeah,
1: I've, I've, I'd, I'd agree with you. Go with AJ.
0: I could see Roddy getting the win over Nakamura... But AJ is probably the more likely bet. But yeah, I because yeah we have Rod Roddy in the triple threat match with the mid card titles. We have O'Reilly and Fish in the tag title trip, uh, not tag title, the tag triple threat. So it does question leave you to believe where does Adam Cole fit into this? Because we right. we know we have a Raw Survivor Series team of Rollins, Owens, <laughs> Ricochet, Randy Orton, and Drew McIntyre. I right. Don't think we know a SmackDown team yet. We'll probably get that. No, the SmackDown team has been re- announced. Oh, yeah, that's right. Who is? Do you know who they are again?
1: It is Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, Mustafa Ali, because they changed his name back to Mustafa Ali. He got the Mustafa back, so good, good news. Uh, Baron Corbin, and I forget who the last one is, but those are the four that I know off the top of my head. Braun Strowman. Oh, Chad Shorty G. Shorty, Shorty G. Shorty G. Shorty G, Braun Strowman, Mustafa Ali, Roman Reigns, and Baron Corbin.
0: I can't stand the Shorty G thing, but but hey, that's a good team. Uh, it makes you wonder they're probably gonna have NXT in there somewhere. That's gonna yeah, be, I mean that's gonna be that's a lot. That's a lot of men. That's a 15 man tag match. That's a that's a big cluster, man.
1: Yeah, that I don't see that going well. I was thinking the same thing at work this morning. Like thinking about this coming out here tonight, I was like. How are they gonna do that? If you have the five on five traditional Survivor Series match, but you are involving NXT, I could now you have a five
0: on five on five. You have a fifteen man tag match. I honestly can see guys from like let's like Adam Cole obviously uh, O'Reilly and Fish and Strong are preoccupied with their matches, but I could see Adam right. Cole trying to get some guys together to take out guys from Raw and SmackDown, and then. Whoever is left standing, like like Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, um, Corbin, because he would probably be in there. Uh, probably Ricochet and, and, and say Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Kind of split it up as best you can with a few Raw guys and a few SmackDown guys, and then against NXT guys with like you're getting Adam Cole could probably could probably get. Um,
1: but I mean, who would Finn. who would Adam Cole pick? Because if you think you got takeover, you got War Games tonight. And you got Champa, uh, Dominic Djokovic, Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, Finn Balor. No middle, middle, route, mid. Uh, oh yeah, though you got those two guys who are going off. But oh, I thought you're just you got,
0: you, okay. Because I well, you yeah. were just mentioning guys in the overall card. You were, you were going well, yeah. Matches. I was also okay. I
1: was also gonna mentioning the match too. Because if if you got Adam Cole doing that match in War Games, and then you're going to have him put a team together for that ginormous 15-man tag match, who's he going to get if he's feuding with people at War Games?
0: I would is think, he gonna is, is think, he gonna get Champa? Is he gonna get Keith Lee? I think it should be the winner of War Games should face should be in place in that in that match and face a mixture of guys from Raw and SmackDown. Even even if you have to pull double duty with with Era, which I don't think they will. So let's say like yeah. Champa's team wins. You have Champa, Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic, and whoever the fourth person may be, against a team of WWE guys. And that right. makes more sense than having a big cluster of fifteen guys in a tag match.
1: Right. Or, or out of the fifteen, ta- or the five-man tag, the five-on-five. Five, you take the winning team and put them up against Team NXT later on in the night.
0: But that's a good idea too.
1: That's a very good idea. Like, have have, have the traditional five-on-five five start the show. The winner of it faces Team NXT later in the night.
0: That way, both it seems both teams. Are I guess at a fair advantage because war games is going to be insane, and then the oh, and the guys definitely. earlier in the night will have will have a big match. So yeah, I like that a lot. You could you could have that match open first. That team has their match at the end of the night. The war games guys had an entire night to rest up. Right,
1: give them a few give them a few hours and and a good rest to clean up their clean up their wounds.
0: Mm-hmm. I like that. Most likely it would probably be like Ray and Brock because Brock's on the card, but hopefully they do something like that. Hopefully. but Hopefully. Uh, I guess since we're talking so much about NXT, I guess we just move on to NXT. Um, this was another great episode. I caught... Um, I didn't catch the whole episode, but I caught a lot of highlights. Um, yeah, I, I, watched,
1: I watched a lot of it last night, caught up on most of this stuff, probably about a couple hours before this.
0: So we learned that uh, Johnny Gargano... Suffered an injury. Don't know if this was uh, probably during the Finn Balor beatdown, he suffered an injury. Uh, yeah. Don't know if it was during a house show or whatever, but clearly the plan was to do Balor versus Gargano at War Games. Hence now right. why Riddle has had to come out of the War Games match. Dijakovic has taken his place, but there's still a fourth spot left open. So we're getting Balor and Riddle, which should be great. Not necessarily the match we were all expecting and hoping for, but. Balor and Riddle should be inc- uh, fantastic.
1: Oh, definitely. Who knows? Is Balor going to come out his normal self, or is he bringing in a different variation of the demon? Who knows?
0: I would think since he's a heel, and the demon's a very cool thing, he's not going to want to try and, like, make people pop for him. I think he. I think we're probably not going to see the demon for a long time. Not until, probably. Not until he turns babyface again. I mean, he did, like... He would paint himself up when he was a heel in New Japan as Prince Devitt. But right. Remember- who
1: knows? That's that's what I mean. Maybe he, maybe he might pull some some of the old strings out, the old old playbook out from New Japan, do some of those stuff. Maybe.
0: I don't know. Uh, because I do remember him in an interview that he said with uh, it might have been Jericho's podcast that he did it when he we got debuted, and Jericho was asking about the the demon thing, and he said like Triple H said like what this I know you did this paint in Japan, but um kind of ha- With stuff like this, you kind of have to give an explanation of the like, character, like, why? Like, like sure, it looks cool, but why do you do it? And that's how they kind of came up with the whole demon character. So, right. with Balor kind of being more of Prince Devitt-esque in NXT now, I don't think we'll see the demon come back for a while. But, he's just... this. He turns heel, and then he's just I think instantly one of the best guys on the mic now.
1: Oh, granted, he turned. He turned heel the week after he turned
0: heel. That promo he cut, that oh my, pure gold. I think I messaged you, um, and I said I'm flipping through AEW and NXT right now, and Balor's about to come out and cut a promo.
1: Oh yeah, you, te- you texted me right right as Balor came out. And you were like Balor just came out. I was like I'll switch it back.
0: And the promo was short and sweet. Like it wasn't long, and it just it you got the point immediately. He told. He
1: just he just came out and got his point across. Was like, I'm back in NXT. I'm the bad guy. He like it,
0: like it or not. You're gonna. I'm I'm here. Exactly. And he said, like Johnny Gargano, you're gonna go from Johnny uh, Johnny wrestling to John back to Johnny watches wrestling. I, yeah. I, I love that. Th- these are Aww. two. These are two guys who have made NXT what it is. Balor is the guy who got a lot of people to start watching NXT. And yeah,
1: Bal- Bal- Balor was the NXT champion when NXT when NXT finally became available for everybody, and it just wasn't one of those quiet things when you can actually watch it on the network every, every Wednesday, and it was like, okay, they got something here. Exactly, and Gargano, and Bal and Balor, Balor being the longest reigning NXT champion,
0: and Gargano has arguably been maybe the best the 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 wrestler with the best match history in NXT, arguably. He, he's Arguably. had he's had a longer run than Finn did in his NXT tenure, but right. I, I can name five of Gargano's best matches within the past few years, and they stand up to just about any main roster WWE match. I mean, his match with Andrade, his three matches he had with Champa. Uh, oh yeah, I was just I was just about
1: to mention NXT Brooklyn last year for SummerSlam that match him and Gargano had for him and uh, Champa had for championship that was pure gold
0: the last man standing match was just insane I think my, absolutely I think my favorite of those three is probably still the first one but oh yeah that, that was the one that whole kicked it off Mm-hmm. and, and then his match with Alistair Black at war games later on that year was really great just any any match he has
1: yeah you can even go back to the his tag team days when it was him and champ as DIY the okay. matches they put on with the revival
0: with, and all those guys. Uh, the latter match they had with AOP. Yeah, the latter match with AOP and all that. So, the- so it's it makes perfect sense for for Balor to target Gargano, and just definitely because he said that he this is the so-called heart and soul. I made this place what it is. What happened to Full sale? Just cutting, just going to the promo that he had. Yeah, the, the one
1: he cut last night, I just watched it. He came out and said, what happened here? I leave, and you guys just forget about me, and it's, it's just crap down here. You, you fall in love with a guy like Johnny Gargano. Mm. He's still – he's he, Finn Balor, came, as soon as he said that, Finn Balor was like, the guy's still at home nurs- nursing a boo-boo for three weeks, and you're still happy for him?
0: I love Peel uh, Balor. I love it.
1: Oh, he's so it's great. it's It's gold. We've been saying for a while, what, what 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 would Finn Balor be like if he was a heel? Yeah, now we have Finn Balor the heel.
0: We talked about that last time we saw each other. And we yeah. again, we've never gotten to see Balor as a heel. And I think those who just maybe didn't get to see much of his stuff as Prince Devitt really are getting to sink their teeth in uh, and just enjoy this heel run. Because I know I am, and I can't wait to see how long he'll be in NXT and just how long this heel run will be uh, working for. But this whole thing... Yeah, I Garden, mean, this whole thing of Gargano may be a blessing in disguise because they can really milk this to another another takeover.
1: They could. They they could get a good storyline out of this. They could have another Gargano-Champa series like Gargano-Balor for who is the, who is the true heart of NXT.
0: Mm-hmm. They could. And, I mean, Gargano has been, like, maybe the biggest baby face in NXT in the past, I don't know how many years.
1: Probably he- since he's been there. I'd say since he's been there. He's been one of the the, the best baby faces on the on the on the on that roster.
0: I think one of the best baby faces overall in wrestling in the past uh, however many years now. Yeah. Uh, so going on, we it was announced that Riddle was going to be facing uh, Balor at War Games. He was taken out. Dijakovic has taken his place, but we still have one spot left. Looking through the roster, who who, who do you think could uh, take that fourth spot? 'Cause we we now know it's not going to be Gargano.
1: The one guy you haven't seen for months,
0: I'd like to say, is uh
1: the Velveteen Dream.
0: I did hear something that he was injured,
1: but he might he so apparently he might be he might be cleared and ready to go by WarGames. So if they would, don't have that fourth member, next thing you know, it would make a the lot dream of sense. Is back.
0: It would make a lot of sense considering uh Era took out Dream, uh, a few exactly weeks, a few weeks ago. Rod,
1: Roddy Roddy took Dream's belt. Dream returns at War Games against Undisputed Era. Boom! Puts him right back in a storyline situation with Roddy, exactly to get his to get his championship
0: back. Because there are a lot of and, guys. And, who are, go ahead.
1: And it gives Velveteen and Dream the chance to say, the "Undisputed Era's Dream is over." In- his, his famous his famous line of Dream over? Dream over.
0: It would make a lot of sense to put Dream in there, and there aren't too many other guys who I can think of who you could throw in because right now, uh, Dunn, uh, Priest, and Dane are all in this storyline at the moment. Which yeah. put those three at a triple threat at, at War Games, and they're gonna tear the effing house down. Um
1: oh, I mean, the, I, I was I was excited for the Pete Dunn, Killian, Dane match last night, but then there here comes Damian Priest, takes out both of them before the match even started.
0: So they're probably going to do a triple threat at War Games at this point.
1: Most likely, it's the, it's probably the best storyline they can get right now.
0: Yeah, I mean they're all for making them. they're all making the best out of this situation. Not that it's bad. All three of these guys are great.
1: Yeah, I mean look at the matches Killian Dane put on with Matt Riddle, especially for that number one contender spot for the NXT Championship. hmm those, those guys, those guys had a great couple matches.
0: Again, I'm glad I get to see guys like like Finn Balor and Killian Dane and um, even like Breeze Angle for a bit. Got to come in, and you know they get to come in and you know get to actually get to do something. And yeah, you know, you know Big damo has been uh, treated well and treated like a big deal, a monster heel since he came back to NXT. Yeah, yeah
1: he's just been He's just been a terror to that roster since he came back.
0: But again, I'm other than Velveteen Dream, I really can't think of. Anybody else on the roster who would make sense?
1: You can't unless they go with some unknown NXT guy like Kona Reeves or something like that, which would make no Kona, sense.
0: Kona, I do not like Kona Reeves. <laughs> Nobody likes Kona. It's I just don't. His gimmick just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. I don't.
1: I don't even know what his gimmick is. He's he has it's he just,
0: he acquires the finer things in life. Like and I haven't seen Kona Reeves in God knows how long. Um, a guy who we haven't seen in a long time since Walter beat him is uh, Kushida
1: yeah haven't seen Kushida in a bit Kushida could fit in too
0: he could they'd have to figure something out to get him in there um, right but Kushida could work uh, I want to say things like Aleister Black but I know Black's not on NXT anymore
1: yeah he's still waiting for somebody to knock on his door on Raw
0: <sighs> Man.
1: or Smackdown or whatever roster he's on
0: trying to think. I mean, one
1: one name since I'm watching it right now that they could throw in there, but it, again, it's one of those Kushida things. It's like where where would he fit in? Is the current cruiserweight NXT cruiserweight champion Leo Rush?
0: Rush is kind of teasing a bit of a, excuse me, a bit of a heel turner, or at least a tweener move. Yeah, because he won with uh, Angel Garza's foot on the rope, and he saw it, and he moved it before the ref could see it. And the crowd started booing him immediately because of that.
1: Hey, if you – like Ric Flair says, man, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I like like a possible like tweener-esque – who the hell are we just – like? damn, man, I'm tired (laughs) of – Leo Rush, thank you. Jesus, (laughs) we just said his name. And I'm looking through the the NXT roster right now – and I can't really think of anybody else other than Dream who could come in and take that spot. Yeah,
1: it's he, he fits into the storyline of the whole Undisputed era, running the whole show because Roddy took his belt. Champa, Champa wants Goldie back, but he's got to go to war first.
0: Exactly. One other guy who I'm actually looking at right now, if if Dream can't make it, Isaiah Swerve Scott. I saw his match the other, uh,
1: last. I believe it was last night against um, what's his face? The guy from Australia?
0: Yeah, that big, the big heavy set guy. Big dude. Uh where is he? Bronson Reed. Yeah. There you go. Cuz maybe Scott is a baby face, so it works. It does. And either one of those guys would be great, but but I think uh, uh Swerve Scott is he's going to be a big deal in the few next few years to come. Also you think I think so, man. He's very, he's very innovative. I was not familiar with this guy with his indie work. I, I think he may have worked some PWG stuff, but he's very, very flashy. He's got a lot of big, high flying moves. I'm a soccer fan. Yeah, he did.
1: He, he, did look a little charismatic in the ring when I was watching his match last night.
0: I'm trying to remember who he had a really. Oh, man, I think he was. Uh, I think he had a match with Cameron Grimes a few weeks ago, and that was really good. Oh. Grimes. Grimes had the victory over him, but uh, but I like the but I like the match a lot. I think Isaiah Swerve Scott can be a really key player in NXT. You know, I think I think I might have actually
1: seen that match. It was, they had they had a, they had a nice spot where they they were just going back and forth with the heavy forearms and the kicks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think I saw that one a few weeks ago.
0: Both those guys are great. Yeah. Um, but I think overall NXT Takeover War Games is going to be great. It's going to be coming from Chicago. That whole weekend is very lucky. Chicago is a very see, bl- blessed city.
1: See, see how ironic is that? CM Punk returns a couple weeks before one of, one of the Big Four of WWE is in Chicago.
0: Oh Jesus! Now, now, now my, mind, now, my mind, now my mind, now my mind's racing with a bunch of potential Punk stuff in Chicago.
1: Because before you had just said that, I had no clue where Survivor Series and War Games was.
0: <laughs> I had no clue where they were. Well, it's it's in Chicago this year. Anyway, uh, I guess we should move on to uh, AEW. We've covered a lot on the WWE side of things. Let's get on to the AEW side of things.
1: Yeah, I think, we, I think we pretty much hit everything WWE has had to offer in the past few weeks.
0: That we could possibly try and figure out. Anyway, yeah, so AEW Full Gear was on Saturday, and... I I love this pay per view a lot. I probably one of the best pay per views AEW's put out. I probably I think I may have enjoyed this a little more than All Out. Just just by well, just by a hair yeah. maybe.
1: Yeah, but not obviously nothing's gonna top top All In. Even no. though it wasn't technically an AEW thing, we all knew it was the first AEW pay per view because everybody knew precursor. the rumors. A- yeah, everybody,
0: everybody knew AEW was coming it was a matter of when and how. Yeah. I still think the per- best favorite they put on all the year is, is Double or Nothing. But Full Gear oh, is, yeah. is definitely... Uh, they did a great job with this. They opened with Young Bucks and Santana and Ortiz, and this was a lot of fun. I had picked Santana and Ortiz to win, but usually when they do stuff like that, they kind of want to get a big baby face victory, and I'm like, oh no, am I going to be wrong? But no, Santana and Ortiz won the match, and... Friggin' rock and roll express. Ricky Ricky <laughs> the Morton Rock and hit, Roll Ricky Morton hit a Canadian destroyer and a suicide dive to Santana and Ortiz. Oh my god.
1: Didn't didn't one of the young bugs have to help him over the ropes?
0: I, the, to do to do the uh, the sunset flip something I, like that? I think I think they did. I'm pretty sure they did, but still, it was very impressive. Like Ricky Morton's, like almost 80, and he's pulling off. Oh a move my like god! That. I know it's mostly like with like you know sunset flips and Canadian destroyers. Like it, it's mostly the guy taking the move that kind of has to like do the flip. You kind of have to roll with him. He's doing more of the yeah. momentum, but still, the fact that he did that was able to help out <laughs> at all is incredible. Um, and then then
1: then they did the suicide dive.
0: Oh my like, god! Co- a
1: guy that old should not be able to move and fly through. Old- Ropes like that, I know. And but I mean, hey, good for him. He did. Hey. He looks like he doesn't look good, but he's he can get out there. He was in good shape hey. to do what he was doing for his age.
0: Hey, I mean, he hit those two spots. I mean, most older guys his age wouldn't even dream of hitting a spot like that.
1: Oh, de- definitely not. They'll look at it and be like, "I
0: can't do that." I look at the size of that guy. So, the Young Bucks Santana Ortiz match was great. I think my favorite spot maybe from this entire show was how. <laughs> It was uh yeah, it was Ortiz, I believe. No damn, I am blanket. Santana Santana has the is the sha- uh, shaved head, right? And Ortiz has kind uh, of the dreads.
1: I'm still confused at on that. But if you're talking about the super kick where he spazzed Ortiz, out, and Ortiz, it collapsed. Was,
0: it was Ortiz. Ortiz was the one who like he like spazzed out selling the, <laughs> the super Took kick. Took That super kick it was just stood there for like thirty seconds just rocking yeah. back and forth like <laughs> oh, oh, oh my god that the, that was so good. Um oh. and what else do we had? We had um, man, I'm blanking on this pay-per-view. <laughs>
1: uh, didn't we have uh, Rio and somebody else for the uh, a- uh, AEW a- Women's Championship? A- Amy Sakurai. Sakurai. That was. I good. believe so because I, I think, think, I, think I think I think Cody Rhodes posted on his uh, or no, it was Kenny Omega since him and Rio had that close relationship. Posted the yeah. the record list on on his Twitter and it was like these two have been going at it for 15 years and this is only like the third or fourth match they've had for a major title.
0: That's crazy.
1: Cause they're and the the series was pretty much even. Like they, it's a split series.
0: I did like that they played into the uh, the history between the two of them. And Riho has kind of become a star overnight with the AEW crowd. Yeah, I mean, she's only like twenty three years old. She's been wrestling. She's like, I don't know. 13, 14 years old, something like that. A long, yeah, I mean a long, like I just time. said,
1: she's had she's had the series of matches over the past fifteen years with the person she had a match with at full gear. So she's been wrestling since she was about like 14, 15 years old, so she's been at it for a while. Yeah. For being so young.
0: And and I like that a lot. Uh we had Hangman Adam Page and Pack go at it. I wasn't, That was a good one. I wasn't expecting uh Hangman to get the victory here, but uh good on Neither him. Neither was I. Good on yeah, him. And then, I think uh he really does need some some wins to really try and make him look really strong again. Uh, Sean Spears, yeah, I mean, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you watch the being the elite, the, um, Hangman said he was he felt good after getting that win against Pac because after he lost that championship match with
0: Jericho, he said he he kind of just fell off. I like the story. I, I like that they're still incorporating being the elite because I remember the Young Bucks did say that they were not sure what was going to happen once TV started, but I'm glad that being the elite is still there and they do incorporate storylines. Not, yeah, not not heavily, but you know that they are connected, like yeah. because I'm sure they realize there aren't going to be fans who, there there are going to be fans who don't watch Being the Elite who watch Dynamite, but right, and
1: there are fans who don't watch Di- or who watch Dynamite but don't watch Being the Elite.
0: Exactly, so I mean the whole Sean Spears joy Janela Joey Janela feud was set up on Being the Elite because Joey Janela yeah. was smoking a, a cigarette in the locker room. The, right. the the three way tag, uh, up until, up until uh when Jericho and Jericho and uh, Cody and then Moxley and Omega, up until that point, I thought the the three way tag was the best match. Obviously, things got better. We, oh yeah. We saw the return of, of CD of Christopher Daniels.
1: Yep. Um, Imper- impersonating uh
0: Pentagon Pentagon, and. I was really bummed out that they took Daniels out of the tournament because I am I am a big fan of 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 uh, Daniels and Kazarian the the addiction if if we're gonna go uh, uh, going all the, the way back to the TNA days to the TNA days to the, the to TNA the, the Ring of Honor the Ring of Honor because I saw these guys uh, Sean and I went to the Final Battle Show in 2017 and they had a match against War Machine and it was nuts. It was the first time I'd ever seen Frankie Kazarian and Christopher Daniels like wrestle live and they didn't disappoint. But Scorpio Sky and Kazarian have great chemistry too. They did oh, say, yeah. they did say recently that they are not going to incorporate the freebird rule. So
1: they're they're not doing the freebird?
0: No, it's Kazarian and Sky who are the tag champions.
1: I'd really I'd really like to see them incorporate that that uh the freebird rule for all three of them.
0: I would, but I at the same time I would also love to see them put the title on Daniels and then all three of them have the championships. Yeah. I don't know if they'll do that, though. And and knowing how old Christopher Daniels Daniels is, he's probably just like, I don't want to be the champion. Put on a guy who actually deserves it. Not that yeah, like, I mean, not that I mean, Christopher
1: Daniels is up there in age, but Kazarian, yeah. old, but he's not that old. And then Scorpio Sky is the young guy. So you got two veterans of it with the, with the guy who's still, I, I don't want to say wet behind the ear, but he's still... He's still getting his name out there.
0: Yeah, and he can still learn a lot from uh, from Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian, and obviously I think he has. Um, but, oh yeah. But I think this feud with the Lucha Brothers and SCU is going to continue. Adding Private Party into this match, I think it was a great, uh, great mix. And then getting into Jericho and Cody, it was a, it was a really great story told. And is it safe to say that Cody Rhodes is probably the Best baby face in wrestling right now. Yeah, I'd say he's one of the best ones
1: because I mean, like we've we've covered a lot the lot of WWE at this point, but they don't they don't have many babyface faces. The one Cody Rhodes is probably the best one out there.
0: Yeah, I mean, the the promo he cut the Wednesday before uh, Full Gear, and I talked about this last week, but. I'm like that was the promo of his career. That was the promo of his life. Real well, yeah, cause he's, raw emotion. Yeah.
1: Cause yeah, he's never won a major title. He held the IC title and tag team a few few times in WWE. But him now going up against considered one of the one of the goats of professional wrestling and Chris Jericho, who's the if, first AEW champion. If not, a company that a company that Cody built or
0: helped build. If not the that's goat, a big that's a big if not the greatest of all time because I think you can argue at this point that Jericho probably is the best the best ever
1: oh definitely
0: because no one's had a run as long as he had for, uh, has had and he's been able I mean, to keep up with, with I mean, the guys in the ring uh, yeah I mean the, the guy match.
1: the guys forty nine years old major champion in a company that he's helping put on the map. Got what thirty plus years in professional wrestling, so these new guys who aren't used to TV and all this stuff, still wet behind the ear, learning from a guy like Jericho can do a lot for them.
0: And I'm sure guys in the inner circle like Santana and Ortiz and and, and Sammy Guevara too. I'm sure they're learning. Uh, they're having a plethora of knowledge from Jericho.
1: Oh, definitely. With his and knowledge. then I mean, you're just you're just adding. Uh, I mean. I know him as Jack Swagger. I still can't say his last name, so I'm gonna refer to him as Jack Swagger. You still got him. He's he's been a, he's he's a world world champion, but he knows his way, but still needs a little help. So all those guys in the inner circle being with Jericho, they can they can all get something. I think. Who every, knows after after this past Wednesday night? Who knows MJF?
0: I think everybody in the inner inner circle plays their role perfectly. You obviously have the leader in Jericho. You have the tag team in Santana and Ortiz. You have Sammy Guevara, the high flyer, which. It, if and when AEW ever gets like a, a secondary title, you have to imagine Guevara is going to go after it, and then you have uh, right. Jake Hager, Jack Swagger, whatever you want to call him, as the silent muscle. That works perfectly as long as everybody plays their role perfectly and doesn't get too crazy. That's right. It can work out that, perfectly.
1: That, yeah, that that could go down as one of the best factions in professional wrestling.
0: Me personally, with MJF, I don't think he should join the inner circle, but we'll get to that in a second. We saw that, we saw that MJF threw in the towel for Cody Rhodes, having Jericho retain the title, and we had uh, MJF. He was upset. He was saying, "I'm sorry, Cody. I'm sorry." You know, you you know, he puts his hand over his shoulder. He's like, "You know, it's okay." And then MJF just squares and kicks him right in the dick. Now, yeah. To be fair, we probably all saw this coming.
1: We, yeah, eventually eventually MJF was going to do something to Cody.
0: I just didn't think they'd pull the trigger so soon. Sean called and he he, he he said, like, I think they're going to do it at full gear.
1: In my opinion, I thought, I, I thought Cody would have done something to MJF. It made you think I thought, that for I a second. Co- I thought Cody would have played this weak guy, the mentor, and then when the time was right, Cody was going to turn on him and be like, all right, now you're on your own and <laughs> it's going to be a tough road and you're starting with me.
0: It would have been interesting to see Cody turn heel, but again, with with how over he is, I don't know what they would do next. I think the initial moment would have been cool, but it's not really sure what to do next with MJF. Right. Because MJF is just, he, he's just so great. He's so great. And it turns out the fan that threw a drink at him was, was a plant. And, and that he, was a plant. Yeah, I I read that oh. some, that he was a plant and that he was in the local uh, Baltimore wrestling scene. But oh, but that's,
1: that's terrible. I still I still want to believe that that was not a plant. I thought that was I wanted I wanted that to be genuine.
0: Then then what I said was the a lie. Gen, genuine <laughs> genuine genuine hatred of the fans of Baltimore. Then what I said was a lie, and you can go back to <laughs> to believe All right, in that. Good. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean MJF. He's the. I mean, the promo he cut this past Wednesday. He just generates so much natural heel heat, which is something people don't necessarily get.
1: No, because he's he. I mean, granted, we all know kayfabe is dead. Yeah, but MJF still. MJF is like. He's able to keep it alive. What what is what is kayfabe? He was like, what is kayfabe? He'll be on Twitter. He'll be at live events, doing autographs and stuff. He'll still look at the fans and just be like, No, you can't take a picture with me. If you want a picture, you need to pay me another seventy dollars.
0: I think there was one he put out even... recently where uh, th- there was a couple. This guy was bigger. He's like, "All right, so what? All right, so what's your name? Warren Fat Boy. Okay. <laughs> How much you pay? All right, that gets half my face. Like, there's yeah. yeah. He still is in. He still plays it up. The character, even though he called out someone on Twitter, it's like it's not a character, dumbass. Um, yeah, he's like, this is who I am. So. I like when I see someone on TV on wrestling they are who they are on TV and they are how they are in person and they they just it makes me believe that they are that person. And I want to believe that MJF is an asshole.
1: Yeah, I mean like you said there's there's many videos out there. I know I've seen a video of somebody recording him at a signing event and they were going up to get his autograph and he was like, "Yeah, you got to shut your camera off." Yeah, no, d- d- "Did you pay for a video?" No. "Okay, shut your camera off."
0: Yeah, I or think- you can get or you can get out of line. I think that may have been all out weekend. If I'm thinking of the same one. But but yeah, he doesn't he plays up the character. He's like you paid either pay your money or you don't get what, or you don't get one. I remember when I first discovered him with with all in. I found a picture of him somewhere where he's at his merch table and his head is down and he has a, a sign that's written that says wake me if you have money. <laughs> <laughs> He's just so great. Class, classic MJF. Yeah, and the the bit with him and Jericho is really funny.
1: I didn't enjoy it that much, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, because as soon as they
0: looked at each other, it was like, "Oh, you
1: want you want to know who the biggest jerk is in that AEW? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it." The whole thing brought up the whole WWE thing of him and Kevin Owens being best friends. I saw that and I was like, "Why? Why would Jericho do something like this
0: again?" I don't know. I, I honestly don't think that... I don't know. I don't think MJF is joining the Inner Circle. I really don't think he is. because I, I don't think, think so either. And I don't think he should, because MJF needs to be his own thing. I said this to a friend of mine recently, that you don't... Factions are cool. and Factions are great. But you don't want to get so too many people in them because it can di- dilute them. And... It... Like I, I don't. There's only
1: so many. There's only so many storylines you can do with, uh, faction a faction with numerous peoples. Like it, the inner circle, you got the you got the tag team, you got the world champion, you got the middle Carter, mm-hmm. and then you got the hired you got the hired bodyguard. Exactly, perfect and, assessment. That guy comes in whenever he needs to. They have all of it. Adding MJF, it's just gonna throw
0: off the balance of everything. MJF it, is a great heel on his own. And I think you need to keep it that way. I, I think the same friend said to me. Um you know what about Mox uh, is Moxley joining join the inner circle or I'm like I don't th- I said no I don't think he is because Moxley he is more of a tweener because he can borderline between heel or babyface and he is more of a stone cold S type of character with AEW yes. it doesn't matter who you are he's going to run through you and that's like how Austin was it didn't matter who Austin went through people were cheering for Austin but right. I-, I think Moxley in the inner circle makes no sense to me he needs to be, no, it doesn't. He needs to be on his own. MJF needs to be on his own. Again, when you have the right pieces and everybody's like, okay, you guys are going for the tag titles. I have the world title. You are the muscle, and you are the mid card guy, or you you you're going to go for the for the secondary title whenever the secondary title comes out. Uh, everybody has their role and they have to play it. And right,
1: and then eventually. It's going to be the same a similar situation with Undisputed Era. The inner circle is going to hold all the gold.
0: I think so at some point. You have to imagine that.
1: You uh, just have to. If they're going to just going to run a rampant on everybody in the locker
0: room, they need all the gold. They do. Um, they Full Gear ended with Moxley and Omega. Now, I think they're <laughs> taking this unsanctioned thing a little too seriously.
1: According to AEW, it was lights out. It was a lights out match not unsanctioned okay <laughs> same principles though i yeah same principle but on under a e w terms it was a light out lights out match
0: okay lights out i think th- i think they're taking things a little too maybe a little too literal they're saying they can't sanction it they can't they can't promote it but yet they are promoting it <laughs> they're heavily... and i mean
1: you you had you had a bed of barbed wire yeah I mean you had a bed of barbed wire and a bag of shard glass
0: I was watching this the, the same friend I was talking about about the whole faction thing it was his birthday uh shout out shout out to you Reyes if you're listening uh, it was we were uh, at a friend of his house we were playing like board games and his buddy uh, we got uh, full gear on his friend's laptop me and my buddy were big wrestling fans two people were like... I kind of used to watch wrestling, and then everybody else just like I've never seen wrestling before. Uh, the one girl there, uh, when Moxley and Omega was getting pretty nasty, she had to turn away because it was I'm like, I'm like I can fully understand why someone, if you're not a big wrestling fan, if you've seen like this, it yeah, if, you, it if you're not used to
1: the world of wrestling, and you're seeing a, one of your first matches hasn't or one of your first pay per views has an unsanctioned match like that. Yeah, it's not going to be nice.
0: It begs the question. Apparently, a lot of people were saying online, like, did it go too far? For me, as a as a wrestling fan, no, it didn't go. To, I don't think it went f- too far. I mean, we we saw a new type of match that Kenny Omega is in. F- yeah, f-
1: we are just used to Kenny Omega doing the technical bouts, the hour-long bouts for and- championships, the five-star machine, as as Melter calls him. But and, to see him in a hardcore match like
0: that—that
1: that took Kenny out of his element.
0: And I like that a lot. It's probably Moxley's best match of his of, of the year, of his probably. best match he's had all year. The Joey Janela one was good. He had some really great ones in the G one, but this one takes the cake for sure.
1: Oh, definitely.
0: I mean. The- I I
1: would say with all this stuff he did in New Japan, being the uh, IWGP US Champion and stuff like that, I'd say th- this is probably his coming out match of leaving WWE. Like he put on some good matches in the G1 and stuff like that, but this one was like, yeah, okay, now I'm back. Now I'm back in my element. I'm comfortable. I can do what I want. Exactly. I don't have to worry about Vince McMahon or anybody else saying, hey, no, 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 you can't say this. You can't do that.
0: Exactly, and getting into uh to dynamite a little bit we've, we've got like kind of full gear and dynamite all in one but he had he squashed michael nakazawa and after the match knock on knock on knock on <laughs> he he cut his promo and pretty much says anybody wants a piece of me come get me come find me and who answered the challenge but darby allen
1: oh so next week, I'm, pr-
0: I'm pretty excited for that I'm Darby very, Allen and Mox. I'm very excited for that. So next week we're getting Darby Allen and John Moxley. And I thought maybe they would have said this for a pay-per-view, but hey, I'm I'm fine with this. And that's something I think I think maybe it's like too WWE for me. They don't do big matches on Raw and SmackDown that much anymore. And no. immediately just like, oh, you want Allen and Moxley? There you got it. Next week on Dynamite. I'm really looking forward to that. I uh, am, too. Pac and Hangman. Had their rubber match with which Pac won, and right. I'm trying to think what else happened on the show. Oh, we had the Santana and Ortiz had that uh, beat. Uh, they're beating up with the Young Bucks.
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> that whole seg- That whole segment made no point to me. Did it? I mean, I granted. I get. It, I get. They're in that whole storyline, but the whole background fight. Eventually, it got too far. I did find I did find the silver lining, the comical part. They threw him into the bathroom and ring over from BTE or- B- or- B- T- is Orange Cassidy or- in, the, in the in the bathroom just standing there. And, Ortiz and or- just like whoever uh, was just closed the door
0: slowly like yeah it was Ortiz okay. like okay I'm just gonna shut the door. It <laughs> goes back like, to beating up Nick or Matt whoever's beating up. But it's clear that that's another thing too is that Matt and Nick have said we want to make the tag division an important thing and tag team wrestling has not felt important in a long time. Because they are not the tag team champions, but... They are not.
1: They also have significant losses under the belt. They have about two or three losses under their belt. And you know, AEW is all about the records.
0: Yes. Which also, I heard, that they're going to be resetting the the records after a year. Okay. I okay, think, that's good. I would think maybe they'd probably reset it come May, and then maybe the following year... I don't know. I don't know how they're they're going to reset everything, but that's what they're going to do because you know you, if someone's record is like you know 20 and, and 500 but they want to push them to like a main event level they can't like oh well due to your win loss like record yeah. you can't do that it's, Yeah, which which I like I, I think it should be reset you know new seasons as it, as it uh, if right. that's what you want to call it but again you the Bucks and Santana Ortiz is a great feud and it's a tag team feud you see this on WWE TV it seems out of place because they just don't prioritize tag team wrestling.
1: Yeah, I mean, WWE is chock full of tag teams. I mean, granted, the Usos are on the shelf. You got the New Day, the Revival, B-Team, the Bar, whenever Sheamus returns.
0: I don't know if, I don't know if they'll put Sheamus and Cesaro back, but again, the great example of the Bar, Matt and Jeff Hardy, whenever they want to put them back together with, with Jeff and his, yeah. his his issues, and that's, just, that's another story for another time. Uh, you know, you have the Viking Raiders, you have, you have the OC, you got a lot of great guys, but again, a lot of these teams don't feel important. Every, right. s- to me, every single tag team on the AEW roster feels important.
1: And these, they, they're, they're tag teams that are two, three-man teams, and there's at least two tag matches a night on Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Well, so they're, I, I, they're, I,
0: they're definitely prioritizing the tag team. I do take that back, though. There is one team who I don't feel is as important, not because they're not good, it's just because the gimmick is not connecting, and that's the Dark Order. Yeah.
1: I'm I'm iffy on the Dark Order. When they
0: first arrived, I thought it was pretty I thought it was a good idea. I was like, Oh, let's see how they go. And
1: after a while I'm I'm not getting used to it. Yeah. But the one tag the one team tag team I do like, which I'm kinda I, I I've kind of enjoyed over the past few months, Lucha Express or Jurassic Express, my bad. Jurassic, Jurassic Express.
0: <sighs> that's so great.
1: They have... Not to mention,
0: not to mention, Luchasaurus, Luchasaurus made his
1: AEW uh, debut last night. Did he return? Yep. No, that was a debut. He had not been on AEW Dynamite. Really, Luchasaurus hasn't been on Dynamite. He has been out with a hamstring injury for the past couple months. They said he was. He's, they said he was supposed to be out until January. Wow. So last night was his AEW his AEW Dynamite debut in Nashville. Wow.
0: It made yep. it seem like he was already on Dynamite.
1: No, because right before the tag team tournament started, he got injured, and that's why Marco Stunt had to take his place damn. with um no, with Jungle right. Boy.
0: You're right. They had the match at all out against SCU, but damn, I didn't realize he even go be on Dynamite yet.
1: Yeah, that was his that was his Dynamite debut last night. <sighs> I, Luke,
0: uh, what's your Jurassic. Jurassic, so, Jurassic, 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 Jurassic. But what I was gonna say is, Jr. and Tony Schiavone, mm-hmm. they really didn't do him any favors when he debuted, when he came back. Because they, no. they kind of didn't know what he was doing. Excalibur, like, put him over to the moon. But when he, when he hit that uh, that hook kick, what they call the tail whip, and Tony is like, is that the way it's called? And, and yeah. JR, when he came, back, came in, he's like, oh, here comes the big man. I'm like, oh, jeez. Like, when JR and Schiavone are on, they're friggin' on, and they're fantastic. But when they're unaware of certain guys, it, it, it shows.
1: Yeah, and Jr. is one of those guys who usually does his research on
0: everything, so he should he
1: should have been more excited about Luchasaurus,
0: the crowd, the Luchasaurus
1: debut, and coming out to help him.
0: Yeah, the crowd popped huge though, like Oh yeah, when they when when they when
1: Marcos and Joe Boy were getting beat up by the Dark Order, they were like the the crowd was just chanting out Luchasaurus. Mhm.
0: They got a sick shirt. I don't know if you've seen it, the one they have in Hot Topic. Oh, I have,
1: I have. He actually, ironically, the AEW just dropped a new one from last night. For
0: Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, or Jurassic Express in general? Just uh, Luchasaurus. Oh, nice. Because I've picked up a few of those. I I got um. Did you get the Mario looking uh
1: Lucha uh Jurassic Express one? I like that the Jungle one. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. I, I love that one. that one. I I, I like that one it. a
0: lot. But I like the one they have in Hot Topic currently. Um, I picked up Jericho's a little bit of the bubbly. I got Ooh. I got the inner circle one from Pro Wrestling Tees. I did a grab bag one a while ago. I think I was telling you about it. They um. Yeah, and that one I got Britt Baker shirt, Cody's Thronebreaker, a Nick and Matt Jacksonville Young Bucks shirt. And oh, nice! I have the Young Bucks, what was it? Fiesta, uh, Super Superkick Fiesta they put out before All Out. And the, oh, nice! And Cody's shirt. Uh, so yeah, I have those currently, and I'm not getting any more wrestling shirts for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta gotta save my money with those. But but anyway, yeah, like. Yeah, my my brother-in-law keeps telling me I got too many wrestling shirts dude that's everybody in my life <laughs> um, but anyway yeah I mean Luchasaurus came back and he's massively over with the crowd oh, massively massive uh, and again tag team divisions feels important I think is the overall point of this I mean you put any of those guys Jungle Boy Luchasaurus Lucha Brothers SCU Young Bucks Santana and Ortiz you know, oh yeah, the matches—the
1: matches are just gold from the tag teams in
0: AEW. All these guys deliver, and oh, definitely. And I think that that's very important. With, uh, I do think the women's division does need some work. It's it's improving. It's really improving. Yeah,
1: it definitely does need work. Cause
0: I was watching the, the
1: Nyla Nyla, uh, Nyla Rose match that came on last night. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of Nyla Rose. I don't like the way she works. I I had I turned the match off. I switched over to NXT. <laughs> I
0: know that uh I am interested in, in Brandy and uh Austin awesome Kong's story with how they're going to they're going to do with that.
1: Yeah, that that is a weird storyline with the whole you're not wrestling and you're cutting hair. Yeah. It's and weird. You're, but you're I... the bo- you're the boss's wife and you got the muscle, so let, let let's see how it goes.
0: But I am intrigued by that. I do like it. I like the alliance yeah um I just wonder wh- where the end game is for that um we also saw that omega uh has not been cleared to wrestle right uh we don't know if that's a work or if that's uh if that's legit legit uh but considering the match that they had, I would not be surprised if he really wasn't cleared for it. I think one right. thing I did forget to mention though um when Cody came out to go attack. Uh, Jericho and MJF. MJF has a new muscle.
1: Yeah! What was this, yeah.
0: this freaking guy's name? His name is...
1: I can't even tell you off the top of my head.
0: His name is... Ah, damn it, Facebook. <laughs> uh, bear with me here. Uh, Wardlow. We had seen some uh, video packages, I think, around the time of All Out. And Excalibur said right away, he's wearing a Burberry tie. I'm like, oh, he's MJF's muscle. I love this. This is just classic, like, like Sean and Diesel type stuff. Yeah. So now MJF has this huge guy, this big muscle guy, to feud with Cody. Uh, how long do you... Quick question. How long do you think it'll be until Cody wins the AEW title because he has to at some point I know the rule was if he loses he can never challenge for it again but, we've but technically seen... he didn't lose the towel was thrown in that's true I mean technically it's a loss but he didn't he didn't he didn't tap and he wasn't pinned that's true they could base it off a of technicality but also we've seen a lot of stipulations over the years where it's just like oh you can't have this championship uh, opportunity for this amount of time or as long as this person's champion I think eventually Cody may have to try and fight and win back his opportunity yeah. But um Yeah, kinda kinda
1: kinda like that Christian thing years ago where it was one more match. Maybe Cody gets his one more match and the stipulations is if I don't win, I leave.
0: Might be a little too on the nose, but if the match is if the match is that good, depending on the who the champion is, and if it's that convincing, it'll still be great. I mean yeah. hell hell they could they could honestly they could do this all the way to like maybe double or nothing or all out next year and MJF is the champion yeah they could build this for a whole year and just or even if they if they keep doing like if they keep doing full gear they could build this for a whole year to have this big moment for Cody
1: yeah have him go after the title against the guy he mentored
0: yeah i mean it's, it it's makes perfect sense to me, yeah, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else from uh dynamite that I might have missed. Because uh, we have been on here for a while now. I mean, we had the MJF Muscle. I think we briefly talked about... The... Oh, I don't think we mentioned uh, Bailey showing up at NXT and just wrecking house. Yeah,
1: Bailey, Bailey wrecking both war teams, all war games teams, and oh. then going after Shayna Baszler at the end of the night.
0: Oh, didn't even... <laughs> forgot about this. The, uh, the tag team title match with SCU and Guevara and Jericho. Oh, yeah. Scorpio, Jeric- Scorpio Sky got a pin over Chris Jericho. Le champion, The champion, and he was pissed.
1: Oh yeah, I saw a video on you on Twitter a little earlier that during his hissy fit, he'd had the same hissy fit in WCW about in like 1997, where he was picking up the chair, hitting the hitting the posts. Oh, uh, did he really? Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's funny. I mean, again, it was a small package, but but still. Scorpio Sky is the first guy to get a pinfall victory over Jericho in in AEW. That's yeah. Huge.
1: That's, that's that's Jericho's first loss. Even though it's a tag team loss, that's Jericho's first loss on as in in AEW. So technically, he's still undefeated as as a singles competitor, but as
0: a tag team, yeah. he now has a loss. Maybe they do uh, SCU versus the Inner Circle. Maybe Scorpio Sky gets a shot at the title maybe. at some point, and then maybe like. I could see Scorpio Sky getting an AEW championship match on TV, and it brings up to a big brawl, and it ends up being Daniels and Jericho in the end. And you can lead this to a Christopher Daniels versus Chris Jericho match, which people have been wanting to see that match for a long time.
1: Yeah, who knows? You get the If you get a feud like that with the SCU and in the inner, inner Circle, who knows? Maybe it's Jericho and Santana and Ortiz against SCU, winner take all. Possibly. Scorpio, Sky, and Kazarian keep the belts. Daniels gets the AEW Championship. Flipside, Jericho keeps. Santana Ortiz get the tag titles.
0: Eventually, I do think those tag titles are probably going to be coming at Santana and Ortiz pretty soon.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: It's either them or Lucha Brothers because they definitely have to put something on there. I, I think, but...
1: Yeah, those are like the top three tag teams that I feel like the the young bucks are pushing more on AEW or those two more than themselves. They want everybody else to get their highlights, and then at the right time, the young young bucks going to be like, "Well, we've been helping you guys a lot, so now we want our shot."
0: Eventually, they're going to have want to. They're eventually they're going to be the AEW tag team champions. But it's good. Yeah, that I, th- I
1: just don't. I just don't think those guys in the back office that have the hierarchy since, you know, Matt Jett, the Jacksons, Cody, and Kenny Omega are all VPs of the company. They're not going to take the belts off these other guys just yet.
0: Yeah, they, they don't want to make it seem like they made this company just to book themselves and make themselves champion, which is why I didn't think Cody was going to win. Right. I had a feeling that the Young Bucks may have been the champions because there was an interview they did with Chris Van Vliet on his YouTube channel, and they said and he asked like i mean do you guys want to be the first AEW champ, tag team champs like we're like well, no we don't want to be like we can book whoever we want in the end but if but if tony but if tony Khan wants that then that's what he does like we can book whatever you want but if there's something that he wants to do then that's i mean he he's the boss so but, yeah. but thank god they didn't because it's helping guys like private party it's the lucha brothers are you know they have a te- serious testament for being one Maybe the best tag team in the world. You can argue that for sure. Definitely. But again, man, I, I think uh, both programs, NXT and AEW, have been really great. For me, I don't necessarily count as the ratings. The ratings are important, but for me, I I see how the overall quality of the show was.
1: I'm the same exact way. Like, yeah, ratings are good for them in the offices. Like, they want the ratings. They want those high numbers. Us as fans, we just wanna we just wanna watch both and be like. Okay, who's putting on the better quality product? I think who's we'll, got this, who's got this, who's got that? Which which storylines might be better?
0: I mean, right now it's very close. Last week I think A- A- NXT took the cake with the championship. I, I with the championship. With, oh, def- that definitely the, with the show. The ratings were neck and neck. This week I think it, it could have gone either way. Both episodes were very good.
1: But yeah, uh, I think I
0: I think I saw the ratings earlier on
1: Twitter and I think AEW won it, won it again this week.
0: Yeah, and, and it's going to be like that for a while, unfortunately, for NXT. Yeah. As
1: long- I mean, I mean, like Jericho has been saying, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. No nobody nobody nowadays can say, "Hey, I watched the birth of a brand new wrestling." Cuz WWE and WCW have been around We're around from like what, the 60s up until WWE bought WCW
0: yeah i mean they were the wwe the wwf i mean wcw being nwa at one point like yeah different incarnations. yeah you had,
1: you had all the territory so nobody actually knew what a brand new wrestling company was like and now that we have aew we've just seen the birth of something new
0: exactly Well, anyway, man i think we hit the nail on the head with that and on that i think we'll end it right there um anyway thanks for coming on dude uh I always, thanks for having thanks for having me man it's always a good conversation. I know I always enjoy uh talking wrestling with you. We, if if you and I are at some kind of function together we're probably talking to each other for God, for maybe like 2 hours or 3 hours and then it was like all right, we're going like what, what we just got yeah, you're, here. You're, we <laughs> we just got here.
1: <laughs> Your girlfriend's looking for you everybody else is like are you guys leaving are you guys leaving yeah. with us we're like yeah. oh it's time to leave already we've been we've been shooting the breeze about wrestling
0: all night. <laughs> and then like every time it happens like uh uh, our our buddy uh, Jimbo Jim he comes up he's like, dude, next time you know like you know, like and and my girlfriend will come up to me for like a second and just say something to me and he'll and he's and he's shit faced and he's like dude next you know you see your girlfriend all the time I'm, I'm like I'm like dude I've been talking to John all night where have you been he's, God knows where Jim is but anyway man. Thank you so much for coming on. That'll do it for this edition of another the Wrestling Podcast. John, is there anything you want to say you want to, you know, plug or whatever, you know?
1: No, I think I've pretty much plugged all the stuff, WWE-related, AEW-related. <laughs> you're not kidding. The... <laughs> once, once, once again, thank,
0: thank you for thank you for shooting me in the text asking me to come on tonight. I appreciate it. Yeah, dude, of course, of course. Any situation like this, I'm glad you came in in a pinch and, uh, But yeah, Yeah, and any anytime you're in a pinch again, man, I'm always a text away. I'm more than glad to shoot the breeze, wrestling. It's always a pleasure, man. Anyway, C.J. Palmisano, my good friend John Cummings, you see you next time.